Welcome to Family Business Today, where we feature prominent local and national family business owners. We also talk to top family business experts to discuss relevant topics, including communications, business culture, family relationships, succession and estate planning, values, as well as conflict resolution. Brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business, I'm your host, Greg Lewis. Our guest today is Andy Sneed. Andy is President and Chief Executive Officer of their family business, Wasco Masonry, in Nashville, Tennessee. Andy has worked in the family business since 1977. Even as the son of company founder Bill Sneed, Andy began his Wasco career uh, track as a delivery driver and held 11 other progressive job titles before landing his current role as CEO. Andy describes his main responsibility as ensuring the company accomplishes their mission, engineered masonry excellence. Well, good morning, Andy. Good morning, Greg. Hey, I'm glad you could join me this morning for this edition of Family Business Today. I've really been looking forward to our interview to learn more about your experience in literally building the Sneed family business brick by brick and preparing it for a successful transition. Thank you. I look forward to this discussion. Okay, very good. So well, so let's get started. Let's start off with, you know, the Sneed family founded Wasco Incorporated in the mid-1960s, but your history as a masonry company goes all the way back to 1867. So tell us a little bit about Wasco as a part of Nashville, Tennessee's building history. So um, I don't know where it said 1867, and, and there's probably some history in our family back then, but the best I know about is uh, the founding of Bush Building Company, which was in 1901. Okay. Uh, founded with uh, uh, Mr. Bush mm-hmm. uh, and my great-grandfather, who uh, was named William Bush Sneed. Oh, Okay. And William Bush Sneed later became the president of Bush Building Company. Uh, of course, his uncle was W. G. Bush, who was his first partner, I along see. with along with uh, T. L. Herbert. Uh, and it, it was a part of the the W. G. Bush Industries. And of course, uh, Bush Brick Company was W. G. Bush's business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he uh, his daughter married. Uh, Tom, Tom Herbert, T. L. Herbert, which started the Herbert Materials, yeah, which are all historic uh, businesses in Nashville. Historic, yeah. So there was uh, really families married to families. So you had businesses uh, married to other business family businesses in Nashville uh, back back during those times. Exactly. Well, that's cool. Well, you know. Um, some of our listeners may, may not really know what masonry is. So uh, you're a masonry company. So w- tell us what a masonry company is. Tell us more about that. What do you do? Well, actually, Greg, I think a masonry company could be a broad definition. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, you could say that anybody that employs a mason doing some kind of uh Finishing or something could be a masonry company, mm-hmm. but that would involve you know uh, concrete and stucco and mm-hmm. tile and you know a whole lot of things. 
but most of the people I compete with that call themselves masonry companies are uh, are brick masons, concrete block masons, okay. stone masons. Uh, of course, our company has chosen to diversify uh, beyond those niches, but that's mm-hmm. still our basic uh, mm-hmm. uh, bread and butter, so mm-hmm. to speak. And of course, the word mason goes back a, a, a way back into the beginning of the history of our country, and even before that. But but uh, um, the, the term mason again, uh, just so our listeners maybe a little bit better understanding, what what is a mason? Someone who's certified or or trained, or uh, uh, maybe just a little bit of, of, about that. Well, um, of course. There's another kind of mason that I'm not quite familiar with. That's a organization, right. uh, but and they're not related that I know of. Okay, okay. Although although some uh, masons that I know are members. I see. Um, okay. But uh, you know the masonry trade is a skill that uh, we feel like uh, is a very special skill that uh, can be learned uh, but not everybody uh, becomes highly skilled and efficient uh, mason but it's basically the use of trials to uh, to handle materials mm-hmm. to build something with your hands you know sure so. sure sure okay very good very good well i i know uh we're all we're all here in nashville tennessee and Man, there's been a lot of construction uh, going on uh, in Nashville over the last several years, uh, and and there's and most people identify uh, uh, masonry with some type of buildings or whatever. What what are some of the building projects uh, that you've been involved in over the years that our our listeners might recognize? Well, Greg, uh, the list is extremely long, and uh, my wife. <laughs> My wife makes fun of me at times where if I'm riding with a friend or a grandchild or a child, I, uh-huh. you know, I could drive down the road and say, well, we built that or we added on to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, it's the universities, the churches, the schools, the office buildings, the shopping centers, the water treatment plants, the industrial factories it's you know just about anything and everything and as i was reading these questions uh, in advance uh, you know some that are mentioned on our website you know are tpac uh, which is the tennessee performing arts center mm-hmm. first american bank the, the fifth third tower you know mm-hmm. some of the things yeah. high rise downtown right it it caused me to recollect that uh there's a street downtown called Dedrick Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a short little street, but uh, on both sides of the street, uh, everything except for the St. Mary's Church uh, we built. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 That's, that, is, that, is, that is something. So they ought to change it to Sneed. <laughs> <laughs> street or something <laughs> that well thanks for sharing but, that well our family our family dates back to uh w g bush got involved in the finishing of 
what's now called the Ryman Auditorium. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, everybody knows about the uh, Ryman Auditorium. So that's He got called by the preacher to donate brick to <laughs> the revival that was going on there. <laughs> you know, I think uh, uh, those of us who go to church at the... Uh, the, the the preachers still call on us to donate when they need something, so that's okay. Well, you know, uh, Andy, I worked I worked it, it with my father and our family business for over seventeen years, and um, uh, everybody has a story about how uh, they got involved in the family business. Did your dad invite you to join the family business, or as some say, it just happened? What's your story? Well, my wife reminded me that uh, I was always told that I would lead this company someday. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't so sure of that at times. Um, but uh, uh, I jokingly say that I cursed my sons with it. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of in our blood, and I've, I've known no other occupation other than... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I tried, I, I mean, I did some of my own sideline businesses, mm-hmm. but uh, never really worked in any other field than this. I see, I see, I see. So uh, 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 people assume that if you're the son of the owner or whatever, that you just jump out of the uh, out of school and you become the president, the CEO of the company. It's certainly not like that uh, for those of us who have uh, grown up in the family business. What was what was your first job uh, uh, in the family business? Well, um, my dad gave us opportunities early, uh, and when I was say nine years old or so, oh, wow. on a weekend. Uh, we were tearing down the building where First American was built hmm. um, and salvaging the brick. And we so were you were cleaning them. bricks. You were cleaning bricks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I was told that uh, you know, for every uh, stack of 500 that I could uh, get together, that I could get uh, a nickel a brick, or $25. It sounded like big money. <laughs> I worked multiple hours uh, in sweltering hot sun yeah. and got about three layers on the pallet when it took, you know, uh, 50 layers to yeah. get that $25. I gave up at that point. But uh, throughout the history of working in the business, uh, I worked in just about every position there was, and um, I was. it was clearly... Uh, conveyed to everybody that the son of the boss uh, was not going to get a free ticket. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yep, yep. That was uh, for most for most most of us who are who've grown up in the business. There, there. I was thinking back to uh, uh, your uh, your uh, sort of your 
uh, mission statement, everything, uh, you, but you talk about it was built brick by brick, and it sounds to me like you were having to pick up those bricks uh, 500 at a time for $25. <laughs> it was definitely some hard work uh, doing that. So, well, that's good. That's good. So you so so you started off uh, doing that. I believe you, uh, you even had to drive a truck and... Uh, do a lot of other things and did a lot of things throughout the years until you eventually became president and chief executive officer uh, for Wasco. So that's cool. Well, so you, I'm sorry, go ahead. And I'm sorry. I, I just said, yes, I'm confirming you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, you've mentioned it, that there's a, a new generation of the Sneed family working in the business. Uh, uh, tell us about the next generation. Who, who who do you have working there with you? Well, um, my dad uh, wanted all of his family to have opportunity, and mm-hmm. uh, his estate was mostly tied up in his business. Even though in this business, mm-hmm. even though he was quite an entrepreneur and had all kinds of other things going on, mm-hmm. but uh, he uh, wanted opportunities. Uh, for his uh, children and his grandchildren. And uh, in his will, he set up trust where he left um, the company to to his kids and his grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his, his ownership. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so everybody's had an opportunity. Um, my two sons and my cousin's son are the three successors. Um, they, of course, are owner-operators, and uh, we've been blessed that that's motivated them to uh, to be devoted and, and to really learn the business and to be uh, sons of bosses mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I was. Sure, sure, sure. So our, our, my, our current plan is that uh, Adam Griffin Sneed, uh, my second son, mm-hmm. uh, who has now been promoted to chief operations officer, uh, will uh, be a, a team with uh, my oldest son, uh, William Anderson Sneed III, and my cousin, uh, Brian Mitchell Proctor, who's my cousin's son, uh, that the team of three uh, will lead us into the next generation. I see. All right. Sounds like a good a good team that you've gotten you've gotten together there. Well, let's 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 uh, uh, change directions a little bit, but let's continue on that uh, thought process because uh, according to the SBA, over forty percent of privately owned companies are are planning on transitioning in the next five years. And the primary reason for failure is a lot, lack of planning. So you you you've been in the middle of or just completed this business transition. You've already identified who the successors are going to uh, to be. Uh, how long did the planning process for a transition take for your family? Well, uh, Greg, actually, um, I've been studying uh, the succession for uh, probably 15 years or more. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, 
I watched the succession from my dad being the CEO to my cousin being uh, the president of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, at the time I didn't really like that decision, but uh, I was very immature and it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my cousin uh, gracefully handed it over to me uh, in, I think, around 2012 mm-hmm. or something like that. So mm-hmm. I haven't been the president and CEO that long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I immediately began planning for my succession, and, uh, and I guess that's that's it. You know, I, I, I had a desire to, uh, as you've mentioned, the term refire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to retire, but I'm going to refire uh, yeah. at age 65. Good. So, okay. Well, awesome. Which is only three years away. All right. <laughs> well, that's, that's good that you're doing that. So, so really, you've been at it for really for 15 years. Because when I talk to a lot of, uh, of family business uh, owners, uh, uh you know they're they're they they know one thing they know how to run their business and they know how to run it well but you know a lot of times transition is there's only going to happen once in their entire lives and that's this transition and it's so important to the success of the business and also for the legacy of the family and also the uh, future uh, of the family as well uh and so uh, so it's 15 years, but you did. So what advice would you have for a family business leader who may be thinking about transitioning their business in the next three to five years? Well, I would say lots of study and careful thought, mm-hmm. prayer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, I used lots of training uh, books and consultants and mm-hmm. Things of that nature. Uh, did lots of uh, questioning of the potential successors and testing, mm-hmm. and uh, trying to determine their giftedness and abilities in the areas where uh, they might be taking new responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you know uh, we we addressed both the leadership succession and the ownership succession, which I think those are. Two different things. Great point. Uh, Great that, point. That, yeah, meld together. You know. Mm-hmm. So that, all that, I guess, is what I would recommend for someone that's thinking about it. Uh, just very carefully uh, think it out, plan it out, and don't just jump into something mm-hmm. and react or, uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing, also, our listeners have to understand too is 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 uh, when there's, whether they're family members or not, uh, but especially with family members, not everybody is going to agree, are they? Uh, definitely, and I'm <laughs> glad you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to add anything about that? Well, I, I'm grateful to have been blessed with family members that I guess respected and trusted my leadership. And uh, our company's been through some really tough cycles Mm -hmm. while I've been the president and CEO Mm -hmm. and uh, the owners had to trust me through all that Mm -hmm. 
and you know some of my siblings worked here and have moved on mm -hmm. and uh, you know we've had our moments uh, but uh, I've, I've just really been blessed that there hadn't been any uh, opposition uh, to, to, to my leadership. Well, good. Well, good. And that obviously comes back to your, your communication uh, with your family and, and leading and what's, what's not only best for uh, the business, but also to the legacy of the Sneed family. So I, I congratulate you for that. Well, you have such a rich history uh, as fam going back to the early 1900s. And uh, so uh, because we're all going to transition, whether we want to or not, uh, when we die, uh, this this next generation of, of Sneeds um, um, uh, don't remember or, uh, or never knew the founder of your company. So how has the Sneed family been able to protect and communicate the vision and core values in which your family business was built? Well, Greg, we've just been through a, a renewed strategic planning process mm -hmm. that I wanted the successors to own mm -hmm. and and to create or be a part of kind mm -hmm. of creating. Uh, it was not something that was the slate was wiped clean and we started over again. Yeah, but it was uh, a tweaking of um, the plans of the past and. Uh, we carefully tried to uh, maintain a legacy and a culture that's been built here, uh, and and get everybody's buy-in. And uh, mm -hmm. the uh, the grandsons uh, never worked in the business with my dad, mm -hmm. uh, but they did know him uh, before his passing. Okay, uh, uh, and there's still uh, a there's some long tenure people here that want to see the uh, the legacy and the tradition and the culture carried on. No, oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Even though they're not family members, they they feel like they're part of the family and they want to see the legacy continue. And it really goes back to those core that vision and core values. You said they wanted to tweak it, uh, uh, but. At, at the end of the day, was what 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 is was that vision and core v values? Why did your dad uh, start this company, and and what was it built on? And I, uh, brick by brick, so that's good. Um, you know, uh, I'd like to just uh, talk just a little bit about ownership and leadership issues. You mentioned that a few minutes ago, um, uh, uh, and that you're that your father in the estate uh, wanted to be fair uh, to to all of his children. So uh, when talking to family business owners during a transition process, we talk about the difference in treating family members fairly versus equally. What are your thoughts on this based on your experience uh, with uh, uh, so many siblings and cousins and uh, uh, uh nephews and everything else involved in your business well Greg uh, I thought the plan that my dad had put together that he carefully thought out uh, 
was as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we want we want people that are active in the business to be the owners, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, the the plan of that my dad put together, where he passed it on to all the different uh, children and grandchildren, um, was. You know what he had to do to be able to uh, share his assets like he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it it wasn't perfect, uh, but you know, like I said earlier, we were blessed with uh, people understanding that uh, that you got to get active in and be devoted to and. And, and work efficiently and effectively in the business uh, to be able to uh, to receive an income from the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, one thing our company is trying to do now is to redeem stock mm-hmm. uh, the, to allow the inactive owners uh, to be bought out. Uh, and we are a C corp, so we're selling, you know, share by share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stock. So. Yeah. And that goes back to being uh, uh, as old as your company is. There's not a lot of of new C corps anymore. Most <laughs> most of them are S corps or LLCs now. So so you do have some advantages there that you can do with that. Well well thanks thanks for sharing that because I do see so often uh, owners wanting to treat their their children uh, equally whether they work in the business or don't work in the business, uh, and it really. Uh, uh, works pretty good for the second generation because most of the time they're all working in the family business but usually when you get to that third generation and uh, Andy has uh, three children and your brother has one child (laughs) and your sister has no children and then all of a sudden uh, uh, it's impossible to treat everybody equally so it's really about having a a transition plan in place about treating people fairly on ownership. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you have to be working in the business or even have to own own the uh, part of the business that you can uh, treat people fairly through estate planning or through other assets that a family has. So thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that very much. Well, there's a great book called Boundaries uh, that I recommend to all of uh, my family business clients uh, to read. And I usually start off with a, 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 a phrase, family is family and business is business, and never the two shall meet, unless, of course, you work together in a family business. How have uh, the, has the Sneed family established boundaries between work and personal and family relationships? Well, uh, Greg, we're we're not perfect, and no, uh, none of us are. Our boundaries have not been the best over the years. Uh, but uh, my wife has made it clear that uh, at Thanksgiving and Christmas at the table, uh, we're not to talk about work. And, uh, <laughs> uh, wise, wise, wise wife, uh, and uh, uh, sounds very familiar to to my house as well. Um, so we, we do have a little bit of boundary there, but, uh, um, 
we are uh, my sons and myself uh, we, we amazingly really enjoy our work mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and uh, it's what we have in common uh, so we do have a lot of discussion about it uh, away from the office mm-hmm. and uh, at times that that may be crossing some boundaries with the mm-hmm. with wives and, and children and and the inactive children uh, but uh, but we do do our best and uh, it hasn't uh, harmed us family wise in relationships uh, to this day, yeah. <laughs> good, well, good. Well, the key word there is communications, and uh, uh, I, I always tell family, uh, business owners, leaders, is, is there's three things uh, can help to be a successful business, and that's communications, communications, and communications. So, so y'all are doing a good job of that. So, going going a little bit deeper with that, though, uh, we're not all going to always agree on everything in the. On, a, on things, business matters, it may be about buying a new truck or building a new building or going into another product line or whatever. How, how are disagreements uh, uh, in y'all's business uh, handled? Well, Greg, historically, I'm thinking back, mm-hmm. um, and we really didn't have many disagreements that went this far but mm-hmm. uh but we did we do have a board of directors good and uh we 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 have operated somewhat democratically uh as a business of course uh, when my dad was the president uh he was the founder and yeah the majority owner <laughs> and, and it ran a lot more autocratically then <laughs> Uh, than it does now. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because my father was the founder of our family business, so I I understand that. Well, let me ask you a question about a board of directors, and I I, I talk to families about that often. Is is uh, especially when they get into transition planning, is having a board of directors. But uh, do you have non-family members on your uh, board of directors? Currently, we do not, mm-hmm. and that is a strong desire of mm-hmm. of mine. Uh, it's kind of on my bucket list to get accomplished before I retire is mm-hmm. to have uh, some additional uh, board members mm-hmm. that are outside the mm-hmm. business. Well, so, I'd uh, appreciate if you could just share a little bit of your thoughts because it's a it's a something that concerns a lot of family business owners is is they they're afraid they're going to lose control or or or, or, or whatever. Uh, but wh- wh- why do you think that's important for you uh, to to have a non family uh, members of the board? Well, I, first of all, I want to say that in the past, my dad called in some outside board members. Mm-hmm. They, they were usually people that were already working closely with the business, like mm-hmm. a like a banker or accountant or a lawyer or whatever. Um, and uh, I, I'm not so sure that they were really that effective because mm-hmm. uh, they they were they were being paid to. <laughs> to to agree, kind of, yeah. yeah, to agree, yeah, 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 that's, uh, yeah. But uh, you know, currently I haven't quite 
got my arms around exactly what it is I'm looking for mm-hmm. in a in outside board members. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm weighing that the concept of a outside advisory board mm-hmm. or or just mingling outside outsiders amongst our board, mm-hmm. uh, and you know how much voting power and rights they have and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of illiterate on that and uh, am uh, trying to learn at the moment. Good, good, good. Well, we can talk some more about that later. Well, we're coming sort of towards the end of our time together, and it's been great fun. But uh, so what's the future f- look like for the Sneed family and for Wasco Ma- Masonry? Well, Greg, uh, I hope it's bright. It, at the <laughs> moment, it really it really appears to be bright. Uh, we've gotten through uh, you know, one of our downs and have built it back uh, fairly strong. Uh, and so, you know, we're we're trying to uh, uh, not necessarily own a bunch of assets within the company. But to have a strong uh, cash balance, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, get our our bonding capacities and our uh, uh, safety ratings, and you know, just make the business as strong as possible mm-hmm. to endure the next downturn. Uh, yep. And then, uh, with that strategic planning, uh, the hopes have been mm-hmm. that the the, the legacy, uh, the culture will uh, be preserved and carried forward into the future. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that it looks bright uh, under your leadership, and I know you're preparing the next generation uh, for that, and we certainly wish you all the best. Well, you you brought up a word that you, that, uh, you know that I talk about an awful lot with family business uh, owners uh, that are planning on transitioning. It's not retirement. It's refirement. So uh, how about Andy? What's your future, Matt, look like? Well, um, there's things I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, I plan to stay active in uh, potentially some real estate trading or development. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking. I've, I've been involved in ministries in the past, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I look forward to the opportunity to spend more time in ministry, um, and then. Uh, I love this trade and I love this business and you know we've already been connected through uh, national associations and mm-hmm. peer groups and things like that with many other people in the industry so there may be opportunity for me to do some consulting with my within my industry. Great, great. So there's great. lots of opportunities that I haven't. Okay, uh, well awesome. I look forward to see how you refire uh, and because uh, I, I, I know one of the biggest challenges that uh, business owners have when they get to that point um, is is they become afraid of what the future looks like. But really, the future uh, can look bright if you plan for refiring uh, rather than retiring. It's because uh, uh, I'm not a very good golf golfer. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, you can only just play so much, uh, whatever. But uh, it's really about finding. And so, I, I, you know, it sounds like you're you you love to take the skills that you've used uh, to help the next generation, not only in your company but also other companies in your industry, and then also uh, to be involved in ministry and, and nonprofit organizations. Well, uh, Andy, do you have any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners this morning? Um, I do not, other than um, I think it's very beneficial to be uh, communicating with other like-minded family businesses and uh, consultants like yourself, uh, because it is... it's a little bit lonely and it's a little bit different and uh, it doesn't help to have uh, people that have been there and done that to uh, to kind of help you along the way. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, Andy, thank you for being my guest on Family Business Today. Please accept our best wishes for continued success for the Sneed family and, and your company. To learn more about the Sneed family and Wasco Masonry, visit their website at www.wascomasonry.com. W-A-S-C-O-M-A-S-O-N-R-Y.com. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for the Family Business Today podcast. Brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business located in Nashville, Tennessee, our passion is to help families create a positive environment where their family thrives, the business performs, and working together, they create a lasting family legacy. Whether you're a business owner looking to grow your family business or you're wanting to prepare to someday sell or transition the business to the next generation, Check out the many free resources that we have on our website at www.tncfb.com. If you want to talk to a family business advisor about your specific family business needs, schedule a 30-minute no-cost call by sending us an email to info at tncfb.com. If you want to talk, we will listen. Until next time, thanks for joining us. 